Hello and welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth, brought to you by Grounded Press. My name is Dana Petrovic, and each week my guests and I discuss some aspects of Mother Earth and the gifts that she gives us. We also explore why these gifts are so precious and why we should value them. Are you curious? Good. We love curiosity. Let's begin. In today's episode, I'm welcoming two guests. At first sight, there are several things that might appear to separate them. Let's begin with geography. The vast Pacific Ocean lies between their respective home countries. Japan and Argentina. Mariko Drayton was born and grew up in Japan and then studied marketing in Boston. Pablo Borstein was born and raised in Argentina, followed by his studies in biomedical engineering in Haifa, Israel. Despite their past geographic distances from each other, Today, Mariko and Pablo are separated by less than 30 kilometers, with Mariko living in Hong Kong and Pablo in Shenzhen, mainland China. However, in addition to their proximity, there is something now that unites them, and that is their passion for dance. Mariko is a solo performer and a teacher of flamenco in Hong Kong, while Pablo and his wife, Cheryl, teach Tango Argentino here in Shenzhen. In addition to their proximity and their shared passion and love for dancing, there is one more thing that unites Mariko and Pablo. I am privileged to say that they are both my teachers. Dear Mariko and Pablo, welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth. This is a very special moment for me. Hi, Donna. Uh, nice to be here. Um, and uh, nice to meet you, Mariko, too. And for me, it's a very special moment as well. I'm not used to give any interviews. I'm not that important in general. So I'm, I'm doing it for you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for having me in this uh, special moment. And nice meeting you, Pablo. And I would love to see you in person in the future soon, soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, Mariko and Pablo, tell our listeners uh, how did you uh, end up uh, uh, in Hong Kong and Shenzhen, respectively? Um, I came here 2010 to Hong Kong from Japan. I met my husband, he's English. I, I met him in Japan and uh, we had uh, three children in Japan, but he's, uh, he transferred to Hong Kong through his work. So we all moved to Hong Kong 2010. So I, um, I was uh, um, studying flamenco in Japan, but uh, you know, I didn't expect to continue here in Hong Kong. But luckily that, you know, I could continue. So now still doing here. <laughs> I'm grateful you did. I'm grateful you continued. And how about you, Pablo? Yeah, um, well, as you well mentioned, I, I studied engineering um, in, in Israel. Uh, then I was in the United States, by the way, Mariko, as well. I lived in Philly for quite a while. Uh, working in engineering as well, and in 2016, actually, I was hired by a company here in Shenzhen, working in engineering. So that's what actually brought me to Interesting. Interesting how life brought us together. Isn't that beautiful? Oh yeah. Um, and how did you, uh, Pablo, uh, get to dance? Mariko mentioned earlier. Um, how uh, how did you uh, or maybe both? You want to go deeper into this? How did you personally start? to dance. Is that for me or let's Mariko? Both. Oh, both. <laughs> Go ahead, Mariko. Ladies first. Uh, okay. 
So um, I was studying in Boston after I finished my, my study in Japan. I uh, went to Boston. I was studying communication there. But one day, um, well, at that time, I was taking a jazz tap class in, in Boston. And um, one of my Venezuelan friends uh, me, told me that, uh, oh, Marico, why don't you try uh, flamenco? And I said, okay. And at that time, I didn't know anything about flamenco, although flamenco is very popular in Japan. You know, Japan has the second largest population of flamenco after Spain. There are more classes in Japan than in Spain, or schools, you know, more schools in Japan than Spain. And it has a long history uh, of flamenco in Japan. And there's a lot of artists going back and forth between Japan and Spain. And, you know, um, it's pretty uh, a big, uh, important uh, role uh, in terms of the flamenco world. But still, I didn't know anything about it <laughs> at that time. And um, I had an image of, you know, holding a rose, <laughs> and the clapping hands that's the you know that that was the image so i went to the class uh, which was um, uh, given by um, omaira amaya she's a, a family of um, carmen amaya who's a legend of flamenco dancer and um so I, it was a beginner class but when i went there it was so it was so difficult and I was like what is this <laughs> you know they were just marking they're just stepping and then but the left and right is completely like opposite and <laughs> the rhythm was like a completely new and it was so difficult I was like what is this <laughs> so um I was on and off but in the more um, uh, at some point it's just a catch at me it, it, it just caught me and um, when um, Omaila had a long run show in Boston every day seven days a week uh, eight months uh, Saturday Sunday was two not two shows matinee and night so I was a beginner uh, but I was a student for her, uh, of her, so I helped her to organize the uh, audience side, you know, like a seating and, <coughs> excuse me. So, then um, one day I was watching the show and it was amazing, you know, every day, like a one month, two months, and then they, they changed the artist. She brought the artist from Spain and, then, you know, every month, you know, different people came and, but within that month, pretty the show was pretty same, no? The palos was pretty same, but uh, every day the show was different because of the um, you know their feeling or emotions were different each time. And one day I was watching; it was amazing. It was amazing. Everybody loved the show. And after the show, I went to the backstage and I said, Oh my God, it was so great. And then, but she was crying, 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 crying so hard. And, um, and I was like, uh, I thought that she was really happy because the show was great. But actually, no, they were like arguing or they were fighting backstage before the show. I didn't know the, what it was, but, uh, but the, they brought that emotions onto stage. So it was like a very energetic and it was so great. <laughs> and then when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is it. You know, this is very, this is human. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, when I came, you know, my, my country, Japan, we're not supposed to express our feelings. So, you know, we have to uh, be polite or, you know, but, they, but we, we all are human beings, we have feelings, right? So, I, and when I started uh, learning flamenco, that, you know, we have to express our feelings. We have to, we need to understand you yourself inside you. So, I, and it caught me so much. And that's why I think, Flamenco is very popular in Japan because of helps that. Us, I think. Helps us talk yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. So uh, you know, in Japan, uh, we well, once we like something, we really dig into it. So really like uh, going to the deep, uh, you know, to study whatever. But I think that part, express your feelings, is the hardest thing to achieve for us. Flamenco helps you. Exactly yeah. yeah. So in yes, in terms of in the flamenco, you, technique-wise, you can work, work, work hard, but express yourself when you're dancing. I think that's the most the hardest things for Japanese. I think. Very you know? interesting. But, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Pablo, how about you? Um. Well, yeah. First of all, I want to address what Mariko said a second ago. Because tango is also big in Japan, actually. It's very big in Japan. Uh, and I think that for the, the very same reasons, because yeah. social tango, or tango in general, even show, is very expressive. I mean, it, it is related to emotions. It's very different from other uh, dances that you just go for fun and have fun uh, and, uh, and pass the time. But tango, you really put your, your emotions there. And I think that that's exactly one, one of the reasons why why uh, it's big in Japan too. Uh, and in my case, actually, um, I, well, tango came as a kind of a natural lifesaver uh, at the moment that I I needed to put myself back out there, let's put it in those words. I needed to to be, to meet people, I needed to get out of some lonely situation. And uh, in my opinion, it was, well, I'm not a bar guy. I'm not going to go to a bar and drink and, and meet people in a bar. And uh, the dance floor, actually, to meet people with some common idea, it makes sense. It made sense to me at the moment. And being Argentine tango was the, the natural choice, right? Um, so uh, that was my first contact with tango. I, I, I am from a generation in Argentina where tango was banned, actually. Uh, so when I was growing up, tango wasn't out there. It was uh, during the dictatorship, and 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 tango and meetings were forbidden. So tango was off the off off the table at all. We didn't listen to tango. We listened to a lot of uh, UK rock, yeah. matter of fact. And um, yeah, and and for us, I grew up with the idea that tango is for old people. <laughs> it's funny, right? Because actually, when you look. In reality, those old people that danced tango were very young when they danced tango, right? They were in the 20s. Um, so my parents, for instance, are not tango dancers. No, oh, interesting. No mm -hmm. So, but my my grandpa, my granddad was so. So, uh, but I knew this without seeing it, right? Doing that, but my mom told me. So yeah, so tango came in that important moment of my life, and I, I it really changed it. I have to say, change my perspective, change uh, my feelings at the moment. Uh, yeah, that was it. Beautiful, beautiful story to both of you. Yeah. Uh, I, I would uh, being, being my Hong Kong, I want to, uh, to say that the first time that I taught tango, it wasn't because I thought I, I am good enough to teach tango. A Hong Kongese girl in Philadelphia asked me if I want to teach with her. <laughs> See, ah. Because she had to prepare something for the work on students and some performance in Newbern, and she needed a, someone to teach. And that was my beginning of classic. Interesting. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, Mariko, uh, there are some differences between um, tango and um, flamenco. Flamenco does not require. Uh, dance partner, as I said earlier, you are a, a solo performer, can be a female or a male a solo performer, or a group like we did in Hong Kong uh, in our performance. Um, but if you, you do need a minimum of a guitar, a music account to accompany you. So what is the strength in your opinion of flamenco and how you mentioned earlier uh, how it got you and how it helps you express your emotions. How, what else does it do for to your soul? How does it nourish you? So flamenco, yes, you need to um, you need to have a musicians. Flamenco is actually the the main thing is a cante, which is a singer. So that's the origin. That's the main thing. When you look at the flamenco performance, dancer is in the center and dancing. You know, you catch the eyes, but actually dancers are dancing with the music. 
So uh, you know, the singing singer is actually the main, and we dance with the music. But if you don't have a you know musicians, of course you have to say you have to dance with the CD recorded music. Um, but uh, the flamenco, the the real structure is the musicians, the guitarist, the singer, dancer, and then also palmelos, the the cajonist, mm -hmm. that they make uh, the rhythm. Because dancer is also a musician, flamenco. You know, you create music with your footwork, create with uh, music with the accent, with your your movement of your body, and when you dance, you know, you don't. Uh, Overlap, overcome with the singer, singing. You know, when the sing, singer is going more emotional, you accompany with that to put some footwork to make things is more, uh, more energetic. But when the singer is singing, you don't go overlap with all the noisy steps. You have to respect the singers, to uh, uh, also the guitar, guitarists also. You know, uh, we. Accompany with the music, basically. So um, um, that's very uh, important, and it, which which makes it very difficult uh, to dance. Actually, you really need to study and understand. You don't need to understand really uh, the meaning of. I mean, it's better to understand the meaning, but the flamenco uh, songs is more more. Poems, no? That you know that each poem is put them together. So, a structure, uh, yeah. A structure, yes, but uh, it's not like a whole story, right? So it's more emotional, like a poem, 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 poem. But it's better. It's uh, important to understand the melody or how it goes, so that you accompany with that melody, or you can you accompany with that structure, in to dance. Uh, which is very very difficult to understand. You know, it's it's a lifelong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you if you're not born with it, I mean, you really have to go into that. You know, you first of all you need to understand the movement. You need to you know practice for the footwork. Uh, but that does even not only that. You need to understand that all these uh, structures and it's a kind of. Oh! <laughs> Yes, I, I remember all that. Yes, I remember the moments where you had to where you had to help me back yeah. on my feet. And not only that, you study using a castanet. You study using bata de cola, which is a long uh, dress. You study with a manton. Uh, you have you use a abanico. Uh, you know you use a lot of the sombrero, the, the hat, okay. You know, uh, it's a lot of compliments also. So, uh, uh, which is you need a coordination, no? So, and then the, the rhythm is very quite difficult. It is completely different from, you know, the pops or other things. So it's really, and you know, to uh, to understand the rhythm, it, it, it takes time for people who started uh, learning flamenco in a later time. It's not like uh, people who are were born and listening to them the, the rhythm since you were baby right yep. so um, that's really hard uh, but it's challenging that's why I think people are kind of going to like oh more oh more, oh, more. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's very rewarding too very rewarding once you've gone yeah a good point that you mentioned about the singer actually the moment I fell in love with Pamenko was years back in Brussels at the concert of one of the great flamenco singers Rocio Marquez this is um, where I wanted to learn how to dance that and years back I mean years later who would have thought I would learn that on the other side of the world in Hong Kong so that's how it comes in life sometimes Pablo um, if it's tango, it's a bit different. You do require a partner, which, of course, maybe has the other different challenges. How do, do you help? How do you lead your partner? How do you make sure that your partner follows you and knows your, the message? Uh, well, yeah. Um, social tango, that is the, my main focus, is defined as the original tango before it became so, right? 
uh, is a couple sense, right? And as such, uh, and it is a couple, but improvised dance. There is there, there are no choreographies. Only in shows, there are some shows that have some choreographies, shows that are still improvised, and the original social tango is improvised. So meaning that it's like an, a, a silly analogy would be like driving a car, right? Someone has to go to drive the car and, and the car has to respond, more or less. So you need a, a leader and a follower, which is not exactly like that because there is a communication between us. It's not that the leader says the follower does. It's not uh, so monolithic, right? But it's the, the idea, right? So uh, that is a challenging thing in tango to learn these both roles. Uh, I mean, one can learn both roles or, or whatever you define traditionally, of course, Leaders were male and and followers were uh, uh, female, but not today. Today it's still mostly like that, but not necessarily. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, the, the challenge here is that um, you have to be as a leader. That is my most experience. Uh, you have to uh, connect to the music again, like Mariko. I mean. Like Mariko mentioned, this is not a, a vacuum. You don't move in a vacuum. Connected in two ways. There are two two connections that are main, very very important. In that. Not the moves. Is the connection with the music and the connection with your partner, right? Uh, and, and as a leader, you become an interpreter. As a follower too, but that come, comes later, right? As a follower, your your main task when you start learning is to be able to listen to your to the what leader wants right even if he's deaf to the music right he's bad at reading the music but you have to go with the leader and the leader has to do these these things that basically uh, understand the music it is about feeling expression it's not about cookie cutter dancers right it's about expressing yourself so you listen, you listen to the music, and you have to be able to communicate this without words to, to your partner, right? And, and, and the challenge is to be clear enough and gentle enough. <laughs> like, uh, yeah? Um, usually when, when you start, you, you have one of those experiences. You're too, too brutal or, or, or too soft, right? So you have to find that middle point where where you can communicate what you need the follower to do, what you're suggesting her to do uh, in, a, in a good way that she enjoys. And your, your main point is, as a leader, is to make your partner enjoy, not to show right? So, so that, that's an, a, a very important challenge in tango. And as for the follower, it's not, not, not less difficult. Listen to what many different, we don't dance with a fixed partner. I forgot to say that. We dance with many partners. So the challenge is to be able to communicate what you want to these many partners, or hopefully to everybody. And the follower have the same problem, to be able to interpret different qualities of living, right? So uh, that's the challenging part of tango. And, and as, as you guys said a second ago, keeps you in, right? If you're passionate about this, you never end learning. I mean, always more and more and more. Yeah. And, and, and the orchestras as well. The orchestras are so different from each other that you cannot dance uh, one size fits all. There is no such thing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. The reason why um, I, uh, back then uh, my husband and I joined your, your dance, um, Pablo, was this um, freedom um, because my husband is not into dancing really, as, as you noticed. But it was the, the freedom that we don't need to go uh, two steps right, two steps left. I mean, I'm now exaggerating. But the freedom that, uh, that we had in dance, this was what, what appealed to him. Uh, that's, that's one of the I'm glad to hear. Yeah, the, the creativity. Tango is a very creative, as, as, as Flamenco, Mariko is saying, you are expressing what you feel in the moment, right? Yes. So you have full, full freedom to, to create something new together in this case with another partner, right? Because the follower is not not a prop, definitely not. It's, it's creating with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's interesting. It's also, we can learn for, uh, we can learn for leadership quite a bit from tango. And 
Flamenco. Yeah, I, I, the, the, if I may put a couple, a couple of anecdotes in, in here, I mean, please. There is, yeah, it does affect the, the affect the way you think, the way you manage your life. Uh, one of the anecdotes is that once I had a student, a, a follower, a woman, that came and said, I'm coming to tango because I want to be able to let go for a while, because she's very controlling. She told me, I mean, I'm not saying this, she told me, I'm very controlling and I want to relax for a while, letting go that someone else is in charge, right? <laughs> so it helps on that side. And for guys like me, for instance, I told you, I, cannot, I couldn't go to a bar and talk to someone. You need a level of assertiveness in order to be able to do it. Otherwise, you're hesitating all the time and your follower doesn't understand what you're saying. It's like uh, whispering across the room. They, they, they don't understand, right? You cannot make your voice clear uh, get the other, to the other side. So that's exactly that. It, yeah. it helps you shape a little bit your character. Interesting. Mm. Interesting how. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's a beautiful story. Um, Lamenco, um has its roots in Spain, as you as you mentioned, Mariko, earlier, um, and or has its roots among the Roma minority, Los Gitanos. And of, as you also mentioned, Mariko, it's it's very popular in Japan, most more schools in Japan than um, in Spain. But how is uh, how much is the dance today an expression of a cultural identity? Sorry, uh, say again. Sorry. How much is a dance today an expression of a cultural identity? If the if the dance that originated in Spain is actually extremely popular in Japan. Yes. Well, flamenco is not only yeah it's very popular in Japan, but it's not only in Japan. It's a uh, worldwide, and it's also claimed as um, a UNESCO heritage. Also. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so uh, yes. So originally, the 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 gypsies came from um, from India and they moved all the continent, and then uh, they spread out, spread out in the world. So they originally came from France, and then going to Spain from the north. So, but the, since they're moving around, they're not, uh, originally they were not educated, right? So uh, once they come into uh, Spain, you know, they couldn't get a job. So they started doing uh, like, uh, you know, the not welcome and stuff. Yeah. So they even couldn't stay in one place. So they moved down, 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 down to the Andalusia, which is the southern of Spain. So they stay there. And then they establish their their culture over there. Now, now is in the southern Spain, is the uh, the main the heart of flamenco. The the uh, you know so there's a there's a lot of schools in Spain, but the, you know the mainly the flamenco is more southern, no, the Andalusia area. So um, um and then from there from uh, the uh, the the flamenco is they still express their feelings and they still talking about their their life uh, for example when they were sent to um the oh okay so uh, in uh, a long time ago they had a war between the the Netherlands and also the Luxembourg and then also Belgium versus Spain so the, the Spanish sent to uh, sent the uh, the gypsy people as a troop to uh, to Flanders in Belgium because they didn't want to go so uh, the, all the the gypsies went to and uh, went there they fought after the war they went back to Spain so the people the Spanish people started calling them Fland the people from coming from Flanders, the flamenco, Flemish, you know, the flamenco, flamenco. That is the started the the name of flamenco. That's so the beginning is like flamencos, flamencos. So they're talking about the the people in the beginning, and these people, you know, the uh, started creating their their singing emotions. They're separated from the families. They still missing the family, the lovers, feeling happiness, and all these the the, the songs they created. So the, that so that, that's why the all the art form became flamenco. But in the beginning, it was like a people flamencos, 
uh, that was the the the, the origin. That's interesting, oh, and I fell in love in, in Belgium. It's flamenco. <laughs> so no, and then, then, and then after that, uh, um, you know, it spread to uh, the people started going outside of Spain to perform as a, the the signature of Spain. No, so they traveled to other countries to promote their own country, Spain, through flamenco. No, so uh, that's why uh, they use uh, uh, flamenco, and, and also, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that in in China too, whenever they have a Spanish event, they use uh, food and flamenco, no, as a as a signature of of Spain. I think that's why uh, um, this flamenco spread out uh, in the world to become more famous. Okay, so it's uh, it's everywhere. It, it, as you mentioned earlier, you learn to dance it uh, in the United States, and you were encouraged by an event, uh, by a student or by a friend from Venezuela. It really connects the world these days. Yeah. On the other side, uh, in Argentina, Pablo, um, tango started on the streets of Buenos Aires, if I'm not mistaken. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And it was shunned at the beginning by the establishment because the establishment continued to dance waltz and other classical dances. But what does tango mean to Argentina? Tango Argentina, obviously. And uh, what does it mean for you to teach it here in mainland China? Um, yeah, uh, coincidentally to what Mariko says, uh, right, that flamenco basically ar arose from immigrants, right? I mean, it's a symbol of Spain, but it's not Spanish. Right? And uh, tango, you could say that more or less the same. Tango is very st strong, uh, it's identified with Argentina. Argentina feels that tango belongs, it's an ID card, right? Definitely. It's part that I'm going to be fair uh, that tango actually is more Rio de la Plata. It's Uruguay is as tango as Argentina. And maybe the rest of the country in Argentina, it was. Uh, the tango spread from Rio de la Plata into, into the rest of Argentina, into the provinces. The provinces used to dance the folklore, right? And so tango is mainly Rio de la Plata, Rio Platense. It's like uh, Buenos Aires, Montevideo, more or less there. That's where it originated, and originated from immigrants, again, from immigrants, in internal immigrants, I mean, people that came from the provinces into Buenos Aires because of the lack work, right? Yeah. And people that came from Europe uh, also because of lack of work. Italians and more more Spanish people, uh, Polish people, Jewish. Uh, uh, there, there was this huge immigration at the turn of the century, 19th century, mm -hmm. in Argentina just before that, that everybody concentrated in, in Buenos Aires, right? Uh, so basically what you had there is a uh, Basically, males, right? A bunch of males coming from different different parts of the world, including in, inside Argentina, working. No family left the family in Europe, left the family in, in the provinces, and yeah, blue collar, really, and, and, and they have very hard, very very hard uh, conditions, right? So this was an outlet, the same way like the the, the, the gypsies that we are telling telling in, in Andalusia after after the war. They needed an outlet, right? And, and also an outlet with women. <laughs> That's why they say we start with it started in the streets because basically it started in, in, the, in the service houses, let's say, a little bit. That's what the story, how the story goes. So that also is, and, and the moves and the connection was on the sexual side because this is where it comes from. And it was a mixture of different, of Basically, in the beginning, tango would sound like Italian, French music, or, or Polish music, a mixture of people getting together to play three instruments, right? Uh, so the first epoch of tango is just immigrants playing together to make fun, to make to make happy with women while they were waiting for the women, <laughs> yeah? So it, it was very non-high uh, society, yeah? So it was shunned by the establishment, 
there was a, there were edicts against dancing tango in the, in the city or certain movements wow. in tango that yeah that forbid uh, to be in certain positions stuff like that until uh, tango made its way to Europe to the UK actually in the beginning was UK and, and France uh, and it got into the salons where the high society started liking right so as everything we, we, we are very uh, subjected to the European fashion, or we were at least a lot. Uh, Europe dictated the fashion in South America. So, so when that happened, then the high society in Argentina and the establishment started to accept tango as, as ours, as something that is important. Suddenly other people want to do it. It's ours, right? <laughs> so we want to do it. And it, it made its, its, its way to the salons. Before it was street dancing, as you say, it was, uh, yeah, street dancing, actually that. And, and the music it was a mixture of, even uh, African music is mixed in the mixture because there was black slavery in, in South America. So the, influ the influence comes from, from uh, black music, uh, African music, uh, that you have the candombe and the milonga, uh, that Tango comes from that when it, when you add waltz from Vienna and when you when you add folklore from the provinces in Argentina and all other music from from East, Eastern Europe. So that's how tango came to be, basically. Fascinating, fascinating. It's an expression yeah. of the yearning and nostalgia in a certain sense for our respective home countries, because we we listen also to the music of our home countries when we are homesick. Um, so yeah. in a, in a yeah. sense, they were they were trying to cope up with the new reality and the new country where they were. Yeah, well, music. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Marika. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah, no. I, was say, I was gonna say in flamenco, there's uh, the palos, the 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 music called tangos also. So tangos, um, but the, the music is different. Music, um, the melody is different, but it's called tangos, and they originally come from South, um, the Cuba, Cuba. Mm -hmm. You know, to so going to America and then come to um, so the other way around, going to uh, to uh, to Spain. But tangos is like a four beats, one two three four, one two three four. You know, so and then it's much easier. And um, uh, and very flamenco, in mm -hmm. yeah, the very very flamenco palos, yeah. But it's I think there's uh, some connection, no? Well, there is. Uh, uh, the, the the history of tango is it depends where who you read from, right? I mean, there are several several uh, uh, different historians that claim different things. Uh, also, in the past the black identity of tango was tried to be shut down for uh, uh, some historians try to make it not appear but now it's not the case but uh, basically tango it is said that tango is an african word mm -hmm. and 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 cuba is black it's a full circle it, it comes there is a lot coming from africa that went through America and came back to Europe somehow. Yes, so, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the that's the beauty that's the beauty of dance. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's in a sense with what we are uh, talking about. The show is called Conversations with Mother Earth, and some of my listeners might rightfully ask, it, uh, "What does dance and music have to do with Mother Earth?" So, what would you two say? We, we just went around the globe, in a sense, we traveled, but what else would you say? No, uh, for me, dance is very human being or natural. Uh, it comes through you. You know, you don't need anything to use. You know, the basic is, is coming from you. Um, you know, like a rhythm, and um, sound and flamenco sound sometimes you know the uh, sounds like uh, the horse riding the rhythm is horse riding also or you know the the rhythm is come from um um uh, what's the name how to say 
you know, when you, uh, I forgot the word, when you make a, like a horse, um, a horseshoe. Uh, yeah. You know, when you do metal, metal the banging, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you like a gong, 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 gong. You know, you, you make a things is you, you hit with a hammer mm. to make a sound, no? So yes. that's, uh, that's, uh, uh, one palo comes from that also. So, uh, no, no guitar, nothing, but uh, you just do the gum, 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 you know, the, you make a rhythm. So it's, uh, it's all come from your life. Basically, it comes from your life. Whatever the, the hear, you create the music. And then it became, uh, it became a flamenco, right? So it's more, it's, it's more connected to, to nature, I think. You know, it's, it's naturally it comes. Yeah. It's not something that you, or you will put from others. Yeah. Does that make sense, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, that's how I feel it. Now, how about you, Pablo? Well, I, I, I must refer to what we said before that you did, that we started talking about the origins of the different different things and, and basically we went around Earth already, right? We understood that uh, there is a, an interaction between people from different places, it wanted or not wanted, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, slavery nobody wanted, but basically uh, this is one of the consequences, right? Uh, and, and the immigration because of economic problems or, or also, it's not something that you really want, but it, it created something new, right? Uh, so in my opinion, that's one of the things that uh, connected to Mother Earth. On the other hand, I always found music and, and dance that is a consequence of music, basically. Uh, something a little bit uh, uh, superhuman and beyond the, the, the normal humanity that we understand is, is kind of... Uh, I don't want to get into uh, uh, hypernatural things, but that's what I would say. Like, it's something beyond us. Uh, so I cannot but saying that it's a cosmic thing. So mm -hmm. that's what I always thought. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What you guys were saying actually reflects with uh, one of my favorite songs by, um, by the Italian singer Eros uh, Ramazzotti, who early in his career recorded a song called Musica E. Uh, translated, of course, uh, music is. And so in this song, he lists exactly what you guys were saying. He lists all uh, different different uh, areas or different sounds from around us, like the sound of, of the rain on the roof or the light that's reborn in its own reflection. All of, all of the, Mariko, you mentioned the, the coups and repair and the, the banging of the... Um, um, of the hammer on, on this. Um, and so he finishes this very profound song with words that um, go something like this. You can never imagine a world without music because in every heart, even the smallest, there is the rhythm of the heartbeat of life and love. And that's what music fundamentally is. I would humbly add to this that actually the heartbeat gives us the rhythm uh, by which we dance. What are your thoughts? Yes, yes, yes. I uh, really, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, so uh, everything is the, the rhythm. Everything is, uh, when you, actually when you listen to the flamenco music, it's, even though you don't know, um, it's, it gives us some uh, uh, some beat. So flamenco, normally you perform, there's a two settings, no? The one is a theater, which is a little bit distance from the audience to the performers and a much bigger stage. And or is like a tabla setting, so which is much, much close uh, contact within a small place. And I like smaller environment because you can feel it. You can feel breathing. You can feel the air when you turn. You can actually feel the beat with your skin or, you know, you have 
you can connect with the with the audience and then with the performers. And then when you give haleos, like ole or whatever, you know, you actually communicate with the audience. I like that because you feel it. You feel it, no? the vibration or whatever, the, even like a breathing or like a sweat, <laughs> you feel it. So I like, uh, I like that, that, you know, theater is also nice. Theater is another way of showing the show. It's more, so you need to have a little bit of different aspect. It's more like story wise, or, you know, you need to use the bigger space to dance and, but, um, flamenco for me is more, communication between between the you know as, as a performer it's better to have more energy from the audience that that helps you to perform more you know it's more pressure of course because it's close as everybody can be seen <laughs> right but at the same time if you can get more positive like a reaction or energy from the audience it, it makes you it helps you to to dance more. Nice. And you, Pablo? I cannot add much on this. I agree. <laughs> Basically, I completely <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Very yeah. good. Very uh, good. But yeah, I, I do agree that there is a basic rhythm for everything. I mean, the heartbeat already gives you, but uh, I like what, what Mariko said about the air, the, the feeling of the air. Or I would say the heartbeat, the the, the environmental noises or sounds basically give give the music the basic music that we, we, we hopefully most of us that can hear cannot avoid right yeah that's uh, yeah and in one of the episodes we will actually be talking about the opposite we'll be talking about silence because that also gives us the appreciation for the music when we do music this, um, to enjoy the sound well actually when you are you really can hear your heartbeat, can't you? I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's the thing that that's, um, uh, amazed me. Uh, it happened a few times in my life, but that you are in that situation that you're in complete silence, you, you do hear your heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But silence is the hardest part, <laughs> actually. Because, you know, silence, but the non-stop, it, the time or the moment doesn't stop. Even though it's silence or you stop, but there's a something that's creating at the same time. The vibration, there is the vibration yes. in the air. Yes. So the, the, there's a very slow start of the music, some of the, the flamenco music, really slow emotions. And some dancers just doesn't move, just listen to the music or whatever. But that moment is the hardest part, I think. Because it's not just standing and it's just not stand, you know, just listening to it, to it. but you, you're creating the atmosphere, that moment, even though you don't move. Beautiful. Yeah, coming uh, to the end with today's uh, session, I could continue talking to you too for hours and hours. It's always uh, such a pleasure. I am sure that my listeners are now interested in you too and would like to find you. Where can they find you? Facebook, Instagram, uh, where can my listeners find you? I have um, a Facebook, uh, which is uh, Essencia Flamenca Hong Kong, uh, HK. So uh, Essencia, E-S-E-N-C-I-A, uh, Flamenca, F-L-A-M, E N C O H K dot um that's a, um, the Facebook and also I have an Instagram. Uh, also I have a website uh, the same way um Essencia Flamenca HK dot com. So uh, they can search me. Uh, and I always up upload uh, the information on Facebook and Instagram all the time. And how about you, Pablo? We, uh, as you mentioned, uh, I teach with um, with my wife Cheryl. Uh, thanks to her, things go the way they were as good as they go. And uh, we teach here in, in mainland China. So, uh, and our, our school is called Tango Argentino Shenzhen, right? Because we we are based in Shenzhen. It's a very humble school, but that's our name, Tango Argentino Shenzhen. 
And we can be found mainly in WeChat. We have our official account by that name. Uh, that is our main contact being here. Uh, but we also have a Facebook page with the same name where people can communicate, though it's more difficult being here no. to, I don't check it so often, right? oh, okay. but, but WeChat is a good way. And, and if a direct connection, if people want to just directly talk to me, I am in WeChat as well, I am Pablo Tango. Oh. One word, capitals at the beginning of each word. So that's it. Very Pablo good. Tango. Very good. Yeah, uh, these listeners, please, uh, please note that uh, you can find, you will be able to find these links in my profile and on the Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn profiles of Grounded Press. This brings us to the end. Uh, it was a truly great pleasure to talk to you to, uh, today, Mariko and Pablo. Um, I think that your personal juries have shown that dance is global, that dance overcomes distances, that brings us together, that brings our beautiful planet and people on it together. And of course, we all part of all this, we're all part of a dance, of a larger dance called life. So thank you for joining. Thank you very much. So this concludes today's conversations with Mother Earth brought to you by Grounded Press. Looking to next week. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. It was nice meeting you, Pablo, too. <laughs> Good. Thank you. So, looking ahead to the next week, I'm going to talk to a fellow children's book author who loves trees as much as I do. And remember, every heart, in every heart, even the smallest, there is the rhythm of the heartbeat of life and love. Stay tuned.